Hello, freak bitches. Welcome to Pints and Polish Podcast. <laughs> That's hilarious. The best opening hey, ever. Let's just have them over here every time. They'll bring a good beer and then open us up. Definitely, definitely. Right. Hey, so welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. That's our official opening. We just say welcome. Oh, fair. But we like yours a lot more. We are here with Rich, DJ, Yo. and we are ready to talk insurance. Yes. Insurance, insurance, insurance and IPAs. The two words. Right? It's gonna be a fun night. Well, insurance is fairly dry, but let me tell you, these IPAs are flowing, and it's fantastic. Um, definitely. Second, yeah. So the first one that you brought us is Spindle Tap Brewery Diamonds in My Mouth. Now, yes. how did you find this beer? Um, I got my first can of this um, in August from a buddy of mine that I trade back and forth with from Houston. and So I've, there's like, there's trade groups. I don't think everybody understands that. I've said that before, and some people are like, what? So oh, yeah. Tell us what that is. Dude, trading is super lucrative, and <laughs> you can get... You can <laughs> the get, doghouse pretty easy. Dude, you have no idea. I've... Hannah, I'm sorry you're about to hear this, but I've spent entirely too much money on trading beer and buying beer, and it's like a its own culture if you will so they even have like a, a if you've ever watched the tv show um hannah and, and uh aisha used to watch scandal you scandal how uh, b613 was like this underground group so they have this uh group for well dj watches it in his bedroom by himself well then consider no, not consider yes, yourself blessed then so there's this like underground group that kind of regulates everything. So if you've ever done anything bad in the beer trading community, you're like outcast. Hmm. And like they'll call your you'll, they'll call your job, they'll call your house, they'll show up to your house. They'll what? They this will like a fucking mafia, huh? Dude, you have no idea. It's so like take the money, don't ship the beer, and it's just like you're you got a hit out on you. Dude, you have no idea. It's bad. So how many people are in this group that you're a part of? I'm. Predominantly only in like an Oklahoma group, although yeah, there's definitely a although there's group, other yeah. others around, but the one I'm in has like four or five thousand people, Jeez. and there's others with like tens of thousands. Now I've heard that we have one very good brewery here called Prairie that goes for a big, big, high trade value across the country. You have no idea. Really? So that's what, I, yeah, that's really? what I've heard. And I've so heard that exact statement. I, really? You have no idea. In for yeah. Prairie did a release uh, February 24th. Are you in that $500 thing where you can get a bunch of the, the, pra- select- the Prairie Dogs? No, but I did buy into some of those custom barrels. Yeah, the they'll custom, be, but that's what, yeah. Yeah, the so they'll barrels. be, I have... So you buy into these barrels, they make it for you, you get X amount. You get X amount per allotment. So And then he can go trade them in his little beer group. Wow. Sure. So let I would just the, be I paid, drink them all. Oh god, sorry, Hannah. I spent like two hundred. <laughs> okay, so who's number. Hannah that you keep I mean, saying sorry? My wife. Uh, so I spent about on the conservative side, like two hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> on uh, about eighteen beers. But so you like beer? Yeah, a whole lot. I actually, I would, I would like to say I got DJ into drinking better beer. Anything besides you would Boulevard. like to say that, but I would. it hasn't really Anything happened. Besides, yeah, I, I, since the podcast, you I've would, been trying a lot like of different say, beers. But, 
what is his normal to go beer, he still goes and gets it. Um, I'm gonna either say um, Kiss or Piss Light. Which one? Oh, come on. It's either gonna be Boulevard Wheat exactly. or Coors Light. Mm-hmm. Or not Coors Light, Coors Banquet. I mean, well, one of the one of those course banquet. I forgot about Boulevard. He does like Boulevard. Do like yeah. Boulevard. Every, literally every time I've gone over to DJs to have a drink, I, it would either be something that I brought that I've gotten in trade, or Boulevard, because it's old reliable. All right, so it is definitely. I what did tell us? Diamonds in my mouth. And we only got a little bit of it. So you got it from this group. I got it from. Tell a, us about the beer. I got it from a buddy in Houston because I sent him some Prairie nice. and some American Solera stuff, which, truth be told, American Solera was own, is owned by the original creator of Prairie. So Chase Healy sold his, from my understanding, I, I could be fairly wrong in some of the detail, but I'll just tell it as, as I know it. Um, he sold his shares of Prairie and started up American Solera, which is located out in River West in Tulsa, right kind of on the border of Sand Springs. Hmm. And they predominantly do sours far from and stouts. Yeah, it's, do you know where Copart Auto Auction is? No. Right there off of, like, 23rd-ish. So you... Um, I need to do you go know find where it, basically, uh, River? Yeah. Basically, I need to go find it. The River, <laughs> the River West Park, where they do um, Oktoberfest. Yeah, which is this week. Uh-huh. So you take that same road, you just hop the bridge, and then you will kind of wind and turn cool. over. Yeah, well, I'll go find it. And then, yeah, dude, it's yeah. awesome. They have the, in my humble opinion, in the Tulsa area, the best sours hmm. and stouts that are being made. That's why I've never been there. Currently, yeah, me neither. Two of my like but, least favorite beers. Hey, man, but I had a really great stout. I went last night to the Prairie Brew Pub, speaking of Prairie, and um, had a really great... They've got some... They're known dramatically... For their stouts. For their stouts. Mm-hmm. And, what did you drink? Um, I don't remember. It was one of the... You know, they have a couple of those that are like 13%. It costs like 16 bucks. Like, like 80% of them are 13 or more percent. Yeah, That's crazy. It's, it's insane. It, so, was, it was so good. I had one that I stood out in the rain for eight and a half hours back in February. Um, they did a release for a brew called uh, Pirate Paradise. And it's a rum barrel aged imperial stout aged with vanilla and coconut. Hmm. So you're only allowed six bottles per person. So I had to convince another dude that I worked with to go with me so I could get more bottles to trade. Awesome. And, All right, so what do we taste in this? Um, in Definitely a lot of citrus. You taste sure. that citrus straight on. The on the nose, you get like some pineapple and I think mango. Is that what like, it is? On the mm-hmm. on the nose, yeah, I would definitely say that's mango. Accurate. Yeah, you can definitely. I don't. Smell I don't do the pineapple. No, you can smell the pineapple. For sure. You can smell it. Yes. I mean, as it warms up, you get to taste. And now, did you bring it to us warm for the reason so that we could taste it more, or no, it just I, happened to I be? I put warm? it in the fridge at my office where ah. I keep a lot of my stockpile in my bottom drawer. Um, now we all know where that's at. Right. All right. Second Sorry, beer for the night. Everything rhymes with orange IPA. Yes. Pop Drink it right fresh. Now. Do not age. I agree. These Let's are delicious. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Man. Cheers. Shalom. Boom. Shalom. It's. I don't know. I've heard it once somewhere. Is that Jewish? I think so. Yeah, I, I would imagine. It sounds like it. Do Jews drink beer? Well, I mean, that's a super good question, too. I know that 
beer is one of the things the that monks makes drink beer. Super I don't know about monks. the Yeah, the Trappist yeah. beer. Monks were huge. Monks were huge. In they beer. brewed some of the best beers out in Europe. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Oh, God, that's so good. So, Corey, uh, tell us of your rich. history. Yeah, definitely rich. My, get super, your, get my your, name is Rich. Or as some of my customers know me as the short and stout rich Gammy. Definitely not Corey. Say that? What? Oh, you put the name, man. It's all good, though. What did I say? Call me Corey. You're thinking about Corey today. It's fine. No, I just said hi to Corey. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) Okay, Marty's on on Instagram live. So I I said hi, Corey. Okay, my bad. There you go. Just complete brain fart. (laughs) happens when you get old. It does. Um, okay, so Rich, tell us about yourself. Why did you come here? DJ invited you. Super excited. But the reason, reason predominantly, I think, we were is sitting that, at a birthday party, drinking some really old, yeah, nice beer. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. But um, I'm setting the story up, and I'll let him tell the rest. Oh, for how we met? No, just how this podcast came about. Okay. Sorry, I just so I've ruined it a lot. Um, we, uh, DJ and I met about. Six years ago, I think. Yeah, I've been married six years, so... And you were, at, in theory, the best man at my wedding. Yes, yep. So, um, yeah, so I've known him a little more than six years. And we met through a, a small group through our church. And from there, friendship grew with our families. And it was back in September, I think it was like the 25th, 18th something around there, we were at a adoption party for one of our relatives, and um, DJ and Aisha were invited, so we, DJ said, hey, I do a podcast. You do insurance. And I do insurance, so why don't we drink some beer and talk about insurance? So I said, well, I like both of those things a lot. So, how long have you been in insurance? Uh, since January 2nd. Was when my official contract started. It's almost a year. Yeah, it'll be about a officially a year, December twenty seventh. You're not like a regular insurance guy. I mean, you've been like awards like every month for. Yeah. Yeah. So. so in my office we have something called Top Dog, and that's for whoever. You know, let's just call it what it is. Whoever sells the most policies mm-hmm. and provides the most value to our customers wins this award. So I moved into the office I'm in now. April 16th, and since May to now, I've never lost that award. And then prior to that, in the other office I was in, I beat out 32 different offices, and I would say each office had at least, we'll call it two, because some had more, some had less, in a special competition for life insurance, and I beat the brakes off of everyone there, too. Everyone's covered. Yeah. So, um... I've last six, last seven months. I won six awards, so it's pretty exciting. Awesome. Yes. And uh, so we wanted to definitely get into some insurance questions. Sure. Um, really dive into some things that detailers, because um, I would say there's plenty of detailers that don't even carry insurance. That's right? dangerous. It's dangerous. So but, dangerous. But it's expensive. Sure. Right. Insurance is expensive. Be. I, if I'm going to be. Full transparent. Sure. When I ran a mobile detailing business, I didn't carry much insurance, right? Um, There's a difference I between it, being underinsured and not insured completely, though. Totally understand. 
I carry just, you know, the vehicle insurance mm -hmm. fully covered on that, you know, collision or, you know, what. But if I am just pulling cars in and out, if I'm just washing some car, like, I didn't really see a reason to have all the extra insurance. Sure. Um, tell me I'm wrong. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> okay, thanks. All right, hey, it's been a great podcast. Right. Uh, thank Make you guys sure for tuning in. Yeah, we appreciate uh, it. Drink <laughs> a beer. All right. Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of different insurances that a company would need. Um, and I'm going to try to be as transparent but as vague as possible because of the company that I work for. Sure. So let's start because we're going to have... We're going to have mobile detailers listening. We're going to have detail shop guys listening. Mm -hmm. um, we'll have some guys from dealerships and different things like that, which they'll be covered under their policy. So yep. that's not going to be full play in effect. But let's first start with mobile detailers. Okay. So if somebody opens up or let's say they already have a mobile detailing business, what insurance should they carry and why? Well, they would for sure need to carry a, a general liability. Which does what? Well, it it's really in its name it's general liability so it's really there to protect the customer if something were ever to go wrong so let's for instance dj what could go wrong as a mobile detailer that you would need liability insurance for um pretty much <laughs> anything i mean you Jeez. No, I just said I didn't like, ever had like anything like, that could go wrong. All you're doing wrong. is moving a couple cars. Like what? Okay, so why should somebody need let, insurance? Let's say this. Let's say you're in a Lamborghini. Let's just for example, <laughs> All right. and you're you pull out into the driveway. DJ you, pulls out all the time. I've got three kids. He does not have a problem with pulling out. Well, three times he didn't. You know, when he's right, he's right. I don't, I don't, I, I personally was not there. For I was just saying he pulls cars out. You guys took it completely the opposite uh, way. Whatever. Like, like, I was like, he pulls out, like, he pulls the cars. So, okay. So, so, so let's say someone is to it's take the vehicle out of the garage. You do the detail and you're pulling the, the car back into said garage. Mm -hmm. Let's say someone scuffs up the rim really bad. That's uh -huh. not to the, happened before. To the point where it needs what? to be. Either I did it. Nope. <laughs> He's telling a story that I've probably told him before. Go ahead, keep going. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> I, I've, no, no, no. I've heard I remember specifically stories. doing that. I backed out, and they had they had put in a little rock flower bed, and I bumped that rock flower bed with the rim. Mm. We just called a guy to come out and repair it. And so boom, let's we're, let's we're say good. you didn't have the funds though, because you're a new guy. You're new and you're green. You don't have your business credit card set up. So, and you're like, well, what am I going to do? You have insurance in place that's going to protect you from going from having a bad life or a bad business to just having a bad day or a bad situation. That's, in, in essence, what insurance does. But liability given for a mobile detailer, it's probably more, it's not so much more for just moving cars. And that. It's kind of my, I'm playing devil's advocate. Sure. But I'm also asking a question that we know that detailers, a lot of them, I'm saying transparently, I said the same thing. Mm -hmm. Why do I need all this insurance? I'm literally just moving my car around, driving to somebody's location. I'm covering my car. Why do I need all this extra stuff? Because it's really, at the end of the day, it's CYA. Cover your ass. Because you don't want someone to take something that you worked super hard for away from you. Or, let's say you're underinsured or you don't have insurance... 
And let's even go a step further and say you're not protected by your LLC or your limited liability Oh, yeah, because there's plenty of people that don't have an LLC. Correct. So we'll get to that. We'll We'll get get to that that. a little later, but you could lose all of your assets. You can get sued for your home. uh, If what? Give us some DJ. I mean, this is where I need you to hop in. What are some examples of... uh, that you could get into trouble. I mean, you, first of all, you're on someone's property. I mean, you're literally on someone's property. So, um, there's a lot of times. There's a lot of times that people will um, ask us. They'll say, "Hey, you know, worth this? Like, let's for the BOK, for instance, Bank of Oklahoma or uh, the BOK Center here. Yep. They want to know, do I have general liability insurance? Because they want to know if something goes wrong, if I mess up something on their property." Or anything goes down, that I'm covering, covering whatever happens. So the BOK Center is massive, yep. and we're detailing cars for you know the GMs and all the top dogs there. And you're back, and we're all the, we're all where everything goes down back in the back, you know, back in behind the gates where all the key codes are. Like, you know, you're on site, so they want to make sure that you're legitimate. So we have what two million dollars worth of general liability insurance. Some, if something goes wrong, we're going to be able to afford it. That in some companies are make you carry. X amount of insurance Absolutely. in order to even bid. Oh, yeah. So if you don't sure. have... The first question we get when we're doing bids is, do you guys have insurance? I'm like, yes. Can you send us your certificate? Absolutely. Like, here you go. So it's not just covering your ass. No. It literally helps it you... It opens the doors. Opens your it door. opens the doors. Yeah, you're paying a good premium. So for me, I rode around in a truck. I went to people's homes. We did go into some business offices, um, but for the most part... We never, I mean, it was mostly we're just dealing with customers um, directly. We didn't go get into big mm-hmm. corporate places um, on that scale. So, thus in line with, I didn't really seem to need it, but I also limited myself in a sense then, right? Because I couldn't, if I would have tried to go get some account like that, right. I wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah, you're right. What's some other reasons that somebody should get insurance? Um, geez, I mean, aside from just vehicle damage, like, um, no, I'm just, I'm just thinking. I'm kind of, I mean, well, what, I mean, what other you as a business owner, why do you carry it? Well, protect, protect myself, honestly. Sure. I mean, there's more than just we're talking. I'm thinking general liability, but there's like. Um, like we talk about umbrella, co- you know, uh, umbrella coverage where it covers you. As what's the, umbrella? An umbrella coverage. Um, now you could either do, let's say you own, okay, business wise, you would do a commercial, um, limited. Let's see, it, we call it a club. So it's a commercial liability umbrella policy club. CLU. Okay, perfect. I don't remember. I wrote a few of those today. So. Um, what that's going to do is it's going to give you a blanket coverage to where, let's say, um, you're driving and you crash into someone and someone's trying to sue you for more than your liability coverage for your cars currently carry. That umbrella policy is going to be able to make sure that you are not going to take a hit to any of your personal assets. So it's going to give you an extra million, two, three, five to be able to cover that. And that's just if you hit somebody. um, Let's say you are, you have a bigger shop and someone is on your property and gets hurt. And instead of 
if they try to sue you for excess of your liability, then that umbrella policy would then cover it. And the same thing with personal uh, lines as well, whether it's your home or your auto. Um, on a personal umbrella policy, it's going to cover um, your auto, your home, and if you're out on the lake as well. So it's definitely beneficial to have. Cool. All right, so we are drinking now. Our second beer for the night is uh, the Everything Rhymes with Orange IPA. Yes. Um, so when you, when I first heard that we were drinking IPAs, DJ called and he was ecstatic. Of course. Like, oh, so happy. So excited. We're talking wait. insurance, insurance and, and IPA. I mean, insurance, again, super dry. This IPA, not so dry. This is. But traditionally, we don't like IPAs. Well, that's because people make them a hoppy mess and they don't know exactly what they're doing whereas or do you think it's because there's brands like this who cover up the hoppiness with an orange or a citrus or they they bring another note in that helps change the flavor i've had double and triple ipas that were fruited and that to me personally were still too hot and well yeah it's a all triple ipa yes. of course and it, it all yeah. in I mean, then that you have to go back to the origin of an Indian pale ale to begin with, which in the back in the day, the English settlers um, had the Indian territory, right? Oh, back you're in over class in India, right now, bro. Right. Let's class. go. Like, sit down. Let's go to class. Right. Put your, you got your notes. Take your notes, <laughs> dude. Okay, so um, <clears throat> Englishmen wanted their style of beer. So the only way to at that time preserve said beer was to hop the shit out of the casks. And then ship it over. Shipping it over. And then hence, you get the IPA. Hmm. There you go. Um, Do you know Mason? You ever ever met Mason? Used to be one of the owners of Rough Tail. No. Um, He is a bartender at, uh, does a couple of things, runs something in his own. He does a lot of writings. But then he also uh, is a bartender at Growler USA. Oh, here in in Tulsa? In Jinx. Okay. And uh, we do a Sunday afternoon beer with Mason every once in a while. Oh, nice. And so your story confirms this exact same thing. I told you the same story. Yeah, exactly. Nice. It was that it was needing to move it from one side of the ocean to the next. And then the only way to preserve it was the hops. Was the hops. Interesting. Yeah, that's why we get all the hops in an IPA. So. Makes complete sense now. Yeah. So, cheers, man. Nice yeah. job. Yeah. Hundreds of episodes to figure that out. Uh-huh. It took a hundred something episodes to figure that out. Yeah. No. No, you just don't ever listen to the other ones. Ah, that is true. <laughs> I actually brewed my first beer a few weeks ago, and it's currently fermenting now. Your first IPA or your first beer altogether? The first beer I've ever brewed. Nice. Awesome. So, yeah. it's going to be a Russian Imperial Stout. Wow. So, I did a five-gallon batch. And I'm breaking down each uh, gallon into different adjuncts. Mm-hmm. And then you'll put different stuff yeah, so, in your second fermenter? Well, not so much a second fermenter. As with home brews, you really don't have a second fermenter, right? So um, at least what I'm doing is I'm sectioning it off, each one into its own separate pot after fermentation. Then I'm going to add my adjuncts. And depending on which ones I'm using, they'll go back into, into a waiting period. Or they'll just sit there in the growlers uh, to carbonate for drinking in three weeks. Yeah. So some guys will keep it all in one. Sure. And they'll just ferment it. And then there's a lot of guys that will pour it over to a second carboy 
And that would be the second fermenter. Marty, you don't really know much about brewing beer. I don't. I you don't. can just, you know. I mean, this is my first one, so I'm I'm really not a whole lot so, of... Uh, so Marty has beer. these... Um, Marty has these barbecues like once every two. Uh, yeah, we used to do them a lot more. Yeah, often. lately it's been not not much at all. Yeah, but yeah, but he'll cook a bunch of barbecue, have a bunch of guys over, and then he's famous for brewing beer too. So oh, really? He'll have like two kegs full of beer, and the one, the one time, he had a uh, watermelon beer, and it was like it was just like literally the most amazing beer ever. But. Yeah. You couldn't taste any, like, you just kept drinking it and drinking it and drinking it. That's I, dangerous. I drank, That's so dangerous. I drank so much for all, no, I had, no, no, I had two. And, like, I had, I had to stay that I couldn't go home, I couldn't drive home. Like, it was, it was what that, was the it was that strong. It? He doesn't know. It's Marty. Like, there's. You don't know me, DJ, with the night. Yeah, there's no. I brewed the beer, but I don't know anything about it. That, that <laughs> like, sucker was, it was so good. I just, I just enjoyed the process just, and enjoyed drinking powerful, beer. powerful, man. <laughs> Um, it caught me. Anyways. I'll throw a whole watermelon in it yeah. so that sugar is going to rise it up. Yep. You know, but I'm not. I don't geek out in all the writing down everything. And I've got the thing to test the ABV, but I don't ever do it. <laughs> you literally can stick it in and test yeah. it. You don't do it. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do. Well, you got to take a reading at first fermenter, and then if you do a second fermenter, but then at the very end, before you bottle or keg, you got to read it again, hmm. and it tells you. And you don't do that. No. Not a nerd. Yeah. So the adjuncts I'm using um, for one of the five is going to be kind of like a, a French toast. So I'm going to use maple syrup, cinnamon, and vanilla. Then the second one I'm going to do rice krispie treats. Salt. The third one I'm going to do peanut butter cups. Yeah, f- I've done that. Really? We still have one. Yeah, the f- I still have a, a stout with peanut butter in it. And then the fourth and fifth I'm I, I have Super to talk good. to my buddy so about good. what I'm going to do. But we've been tossing around some ideas. No, I'm not going to do coconut. Coconut. Coconut's good. There's a coconut beer out. Was it Core? Is there a company called, a brewery called Core? Coop. Coop. Who has a coconut? <laughs> no, I'm thinking of. There's a Coop. Yeah, I understand I don't know that. But there's a coconut. There might be a Core. Someone dude, recommended a coconut beer to me, and I was trying to. Dude, I can think, think of top. probably eight or ten beers off the top of my head right now that have coconut in it. Yeah, there's quite a few. Okay, let me yeah. try them. But a uh, but a stout with coconut, you should coconut stouts. Yeah, Prairie does one called Paradise that has coconut and vanilla. They have them in cans now. Check out Beer you Garden. Would like, eh, in, you would in, like, you would like. I mean, Prairie's got so much it flavor. It depends it's on got how a bunch of stuff involved. With I, it. I, like I, buy, I buy beer anywhere I can, but if I'm going to go anywhere, it's going to be to Beer Garden and Jinx. Shout out to my boy Ian. Hey, shameless plug. I mean, shameless plug for my boy. Now, speaking of beer, we're like two weeks away from Free Beer Sema. Oh, in uh, Vegas. Yes. Ooh. So we uh, we rented out a um, uh, a brewery. Gordon Beersh. Gordon Beersh Brewery, and uh, we've got from eight to ten. Uh, we have unlimited beer. God, dangerous. Yeah. So yeah. we've got. Well, it's dangerous too because I mean they're they're high point. Yeah. I mean okay. it's it's craft brewery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Belgian. We're gonna have a hopefully that Hefeweizen's amazing because it's my favorite beer of all time. Are you going to um? Um, Oktoberfest this weekend? No, we just landed a massive account in uh, Colorado Springs. Ooh. So we're driving up to a dealership that has, I think, 14 accounts to put our coatings into. Tomorrow. So we're driving up tomorrow. Both I y'all? Plan- um, uh, no, I was supposed to go. DJ backed out. I backed out. Yeah. Man. I know. Well, we're going to SEMA in two weeks. I'm like, you know what? So he backed out. But okay. otherwise, I was going to go to Oktoberfest, but no, yeah. no. Once they said... Come out for training? I, yes, sir. Like, I'm there. Oh, yeah. Right. 14th. So. Yeah, that's huge. All right, so 
Let's move into if I have a location, all right? I'm a dealer, I'm a, I'm a car detailer, and I have a fixed location, right? Okay. I've got a shop. What insurance, let's break it down like full on, what insurance do I need to carry? And then we'll get into the whys. That is a kind of a heavy question because there's so many different options. Okay, cool. <laughs> DJ, what insurance do you carry? General liability, workers' comp. Um, one for each one of the trucks. Yeah. I was each just looking the at the policy today to prepare for this, so I didn't have a good idea of mm -hmm. what you have. But I don't know exactly the specifics. So yeah, general liability, like up to two million. I've got all my trucks um, insured, and then I have workers' comp as well in case something happens with a team member in the field. Right, but don't you need also? And let's say somebody, let's say a customer. The commercial insurance for the building is going to be kind of completely separate from the action inside of. The okay, but that's what we need to get into. Okay. I mean, I want to list out every single thing so that somebody. There's plenty of guys that hit us up like, hey, we're sure. just starting up this shop. Like, you know, so this this is the content. This is the stuff that that they need to hear. Like, mm -hmm. what do they need to, to it's, carry? It's garage keepers is what we're getting at. All right. Let's so, first say what is general liability. If I own a detail shop and I'm renting a spot, what is general liability? Okay. I'm going to... Google the exact definition because I believe that's what you're asking for. Oh, just from you. You're the insurance guy. I, I handle a lot of, like, the the personal lines. Okay, fine. Google for, it. For, you suck. The, I, I Damn rich. <laughs> we called in the professional, professional and we got to go for Google. Right. Well, the thing is this. Like, I would much rather have someone in my office... Who handles that? I'm just messing with do. you, bro. I'm just messing. No, I, I get you. But General would, liability, though. Just basically. Yeah, it covers your it covers everything. Just really general. Like, general. Anything coverage. that could happen generally, besides like outside of like your um, uh, vehicle collision and stuff like that. That's when you're gonna. Anything is, I, is that what covers if somebody a customer walks into my shop and slips? Absolutely. Yep. That's how they're covered? Yes. You would be covered in that instance under your general liability. Okay. Um, what else is covered under general liability? <sighs> A bunch. Like, it's you really your, your entry-level basic insurance. Okay. So, somebody <laughs> just gets a minimum general liability insurance. What should they add on to it? From, well, there's different things you can add, right? So one of the biggest things that you would think about is, depending on the size of your business, how much insurance that you actually need. So again, DJ was saying earlier that because he carries a higher limit of liability insurance, that he's able to land bigger contracts from other trusted, maybe more high-profile clients than, let's say... Joe Schmuckatelli's mobile detailing. Uh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, you're fine. I was just saying, I get that, that part. That was the mobile. But, I mean, somebody that owns a shop. So, people are just coming to the shop. Well, the general liability for the business is, it doesn't necessarily matter if it's 
a stationary or a mobile. It's all the same blanket coverage under general liability. Okay. Um, if they're storing a car. Garage keepers. Okay, thank you. That's a good one to add on. Tell us what garage keepers insurance is. I don't deal with any garage keepers. So garage keepers insurance is pretty much when it covers anything inside of your uh, inside your shop. So if I've got, you know, a freaking whatever, a Porsche and a Raptor, I don't know, just a bunch of cars. Everyone has a bunch of cars in your, in your garage when you're a shop. I mean, some guys are storing a lot of cars in their shop. Like, right. I mean, dude, like, yeah. Anyways, um... It covers all those cars. So if something, if someone comes in and steals the car, or the car is damaged while it's inside the shop, or you back the car into another vehicle, or whatever, Garage Keepers is going to cover you for that. So you'll still have, you'll still want to have general liability, of course, but Garage Keepers is that extra that's going to cover stuff that happens in your shop. So as a business, if you're out and doing things like your general liability is going to cover your general. It's just going to be your general. general right, and gr- so garage keepers too. If you get a, if you get a, a a customer that says, "Hey, I really need you to come pick up my car." Correct. Your general liability doesn't cover no, you no, no, picking up a car so no. during that transport. During that transport, once once you take possession of the vehicle, Correct. then you are not covered. And if you have a wreck. Your personal insurance won't cover it. Correct. Your business liability insurance won't cover it. The only way it's covered is if you have general li- I'm garage sorry, is if you have garage keepers liability insurance. So that is the major reason that somebody should carry gen- uh, garage keepers insurance and or if the car's here, right? Let's yep. say you're in the shop and you got to take a lunch break, throw your doors down, run to... Subway, mm-hmm. run to wherever, plug for Subway, send us 50 bucks. B-dubs, man. Go to B-dubs, there yeah, we go. Fast break, fast break uh, lunch, right? Uh, I haven't been to Buffalo Wild Wings uh, in probably two years. We live so off we, of Buffalo live, Wild yeah, Wings. It's like literally like we can, if we wanted to, walk there. Totally my bad. Fuck you, Subway. You're gone. Yeah, why do you B-dubs, you're back. Subway I don't <laughs> know. I just, I don't know. Okay, Top of mind awareness. double for bringing you back yeah. in the picture. They do a great job, I guess, <laughs> of marketing because I just threw that out from my oh, tongue. You That's boys. weird. It's very did, weird. did you even eat Subway? No, I don't even eat Subway. Never, do you? Have y'all no. been to Lone Wolf the here in Tulsa? Oh, man. One time. Dude, Lone Wolf is so good. We're talking dude, fast food, though, man. Dude, it, it's three blocks you're just down right from now. where my office is. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Totally yeah. get it. All right, so anyway, you're going to B Dubs. You're going to grab a fast break lunch and a beer. No beer. What? Uh, of course, talking insurance. You're right. Be, no yeah, beer. we're talking insurance. No beer, no beer here, man. No beer. No beer. <laughs> like going to get the I'm wings. I'm throwing it out there because the insurance guys. You're here. right. No beer. No beer. No beer at all. La, la, Just la, going la. to get wings. I'm going to get wings real quick at lunch because I've had a really frustrating day. And it's yeah, fun. we can talk vague hypotheticals. Um, <laughs> and while you're there, some a hole knows you have a vehicle. They come into your shop. Yeah. And they take it. Yep. Are you covered under general liability? No. The only way you're covered is through garage keepers. That's it. Um, you're backing the car out of your shop. Oops. The garage door fell on the, the car. garage door fell on. A storm comes through. The cars are in the shop. The cars are in the shop. Yep. I have a feeling this happened to someone. No. Uh, these is are the it, questions these that are, I ask. You like, would not like to be my insurance agent. Uh, for not for uh, I ask commercial. a ton of questions <laughs> and try and get as much information to make sure. Like, oh, absolutely. I don't like insurance. Yeah, let's just like let's that. just put it out there. <laughs> I do not like insurance at all. Um, I can understand that. 
it's a gamble to me. It's a like it's completely risk, and like you said, protect your ass. There's sometimes I don't want to protect it. I want to take that risk because risk versus reward. Well, there's no reward. It's strictly just risk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but because um, it's not cheap. No, it's not cheap. Not at all. Uh, and if it is cheap, there's an issue. Yeah, like that's for damn sure. Like I. I would love to hear about that. Your horror stories all day. <laughs> Give me one second. Sure. Um, I've taken a lot of risk, mm-hmm. and now I'm fully covered, right? Sure. Because once I could get to where I felt I was okay and I didn't have to pay out so much, then it was like, okay, cool. But that was a big risk that I had. Like if I had a car that came into a, you know, a shop, you know, what happens, right? So that's why I had to get Garage Keepers insurance. When we started the shop, and first we just were a warehouse. Once we started bringing cars in, mm-hmm. okay, I need to make sure I'm covered, and that's where I was like, okay, I don't need that risk. Mm-hmm. Let's get garage keepers in. But I had to ask all those questions. Sure. It's basically mm-hmm. what I was saying. So um, anytime the vehicle, in a sense, if we could take it this way, garage keepers insurance is anytime the vehicle is in your possession, if you don't have garage keepers insurance, you're not covered. So if anything, it doesn't matter what, act of God, somebody does something to you, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You are fully liable for that vehicle if it's in your possession. And Garage Keepers falls under, right, an umbrella coverage. Mm-hmm. So you've got your general liability, and then there's a, a broader umbrella, which umbrella basically just means you open up and protect yourself from different angles. Yep. What other angles, what other insurances besides garage keepers should somebody carry i mean you talk about umbrella policy right for the personal for personal lines it's in my opinion the the best coverage to have because there's so many different ways someone can be out to screw you like i i know like for example my father-in-law god this happened when he was 18 or 17 so we're going, he's, he's 51, 52 now, so we're going back 30 plus years. So he was um, in an accident where um, someone tried to sue him for a million dollars. And they went through the whole court thing and wound up being cleared from everything and didn't have to pay. But let's say someone is in that situation where you get into an accident and... Um, the person who um, you had the collision with passes away. Mm-hmm. That family was like, all right, fuck it. I'm suing you. Mm-hmm. So, hey, guess what? We want a million dollars. I'm willing to bet you that you don't have, not you personally, but... I don't have a million dollars. Okay. So you, <laughs> so you don't I'll, have I'll answer that question for you. <laughs> so, so, you can so you don't have that money to cover that. Right. So what's going to happen is you're going to lose your assets. You're going to have to sell your home. You're going to have to sell your car. You're going to have to. Your sell. It's a free sell for everything, and they're going to take as much as they can, and you're left with zero. Exactly. So what this umbrella policy does is it's going to provide you with a broad blanket coverage, and you can get in increments of million. So let's say someone's trying to sue you for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. You take it from that, your personal assets are covered, you have $250,000 left in your umbrella. And that covers you you when you are 
in your car, if something happens on your property, you have a, a, a dog who bites random pedestrian, um, really you can think of you a hundred different... pointed at DJ. Why did he point at me? Mm-hmm. Did, did your youngest son get out and bite somebody? No, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. But um, in even or is it because your dog jumps the fence all the time and is always running Dude, around the neighborhood? Literally jumps the jumps the fence like always. Oh, I get a call. Uh, yeah, we got your dog. I'm like, I think he's been late to a podcast because you had to go get your. Yeah, dog. it's always I'm always across town when the when the dog gets out though. Like, I, and and it's a point that I can't leave. Like, there's like there's no way to leave without really screwing some crap up. That's every time. It's not like I'm just in the neighborhood or like I'm in the house or down the street. No, it's always. He can't just get out right as you leave. It's she. She. Yeah. The, the black the black dog? The, the black dog, yes. Why well, is it going to be black? Because she's because black. Because it is a black dog. <laughs> because she's black, Marty. No, I'm asking you, DJ. Because she's black. Why'd you pick a black dog? I adopted a black dog. Really? It's yeah. got to be black, right? Well, it's a lab. Labs Jeez. are better black. They're, they're pretty, mm. you yeah. know? Mm, I mean, it's a pretty fucking crazy dog. She, I mean, I mean, she's not crazy. That bitch cray. <laughs> <laughs> she's just, you know, quite literally. She's crazy. It's because she's black. It's because she's black. Uh, because she's part. She's she's mixed between a pit and a lab. Uh, <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Oh, man. This is turned. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way this podcast goes, man. (laughs) Well, that's how it goes. I want to be a part of more. (laughs) Hey, man. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. All right, so tell us about this orange IPA. What do you taste, DJ, as you're taking a big freaking chug? No, I did not. Like, like you took a mouthful. I'm trying to get my uh, calories in right now because... (laughs) I have not had dinner yet, so I'm trying to like you know put down some calories. Uh, I taste um, I taste an IPA with a hint of orange. They all taste the same. Really? Yes. IPAs all taste the same. Yep. Too? Sure do. Interesting. A lot of them taste the same to me too. So I it's like really which one's hoppier? I, mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. Really it's always it. a hop. It's always a hop. Like it's it's a beer with extreme hop with a little bit of flavor. And this has a little bit of orange and a lot of hop. What like, this doesn't have is much carbonation. It doesn't, does it? So, hey, Rich. Sure. Uh, I won't ask DJ. Good. Okay. Because he hasn't listened to the different podcasts. I have listened to most of them. I, okay, so I am a horrible. How, how do you how do you not listen to your own product? Well, because <laughs> when I when it's I like, read, it's, like, it's, like, it's like checking your work when you pull the car out of it in the sun. Yeah, like it's like checking, checking your, work. your work. Yeah. When whenever I did my podcast. As soon as I would get the episode back, I'd play it back two or three times. I just like listen to myself screw up most times. I'm well, like, that's oh, how you grow. sound a fucking douchebag. Correction and protection are in the same umbrella. Are you insurance? Yeah, you didn't know you were going to get... Uh, what the hell? Yeah. Hey. Sorry, don't listen to me. You just the... Uh, you know what? I've lately been listening to podcasts, and I'm like, I feel like I've been improving as a podcaster based on... Definitely have. Definitely yeah, have. Because before, I'm like, oh, God, that's... Cr- oh, I couldn't listen to all of them. I'm like, all right, dude. All right. That's why we go back and listen. That's why we listen. Anyway, moving on. I was saying the different beer podcasts that we've done with Mason, um, he educated us on what is a characteristic of a IPA that is normally a New England IPA. Yep. Which is the 
happening IPA right now? I think New England IPAs are bullshit. What's a New England IPA? For it, those it's of a us fucking. That do not know. It's a fucking IPA from New England. Okay, that's, that's what. <laughs> in essence, what a. A, a New England IPA. So it tastes yeah, yeah. like this shit was different. No, not exactly. The characteristic. It's hazy. There you go. Okay. The characteristic. So, so we with, are drinking a. In by definition, England, according to Rough Tail, is um, this is a New England style IPA. Yes, because and the main reason that you can know is because it's cloudy, oh. right? You're drinking other beers. You can see through them, except oh, wow. if it's a stout, stout or something. That's but true. Right? Belgian wit, fruit beer, alambic. Belgian wits are good. Like even that. even the wits, like you can kind of look into them. Yeah, because it's a, a wheat beer. Traditionally, wheat beers are going to be lighter. It's mm-hmm. going to be more, a little more transparent and golden. But this would be an exact reason, like this is an exact perfect example of why this is a New England IPA. Because it's cloudy as... Yeah. You can't see through it. You I, would, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you can almost see the cloud in it, right? It yeah. almost looks like... Rich, here's where you'll, like, I've had plenty of homebrew beers that mm-hmm. come out like this, and they weren't supposed to look like that. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's like because of temperature. Uh, no, it's because I had too much trub and stuff got through my, uh, you know, my pump as I'm pumping it down. I got, right? I had too much of that. Yeah, too much going on. Yeah, too forearm much going action. on. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough oh, wrist, right? too much forearm. <laughs> yeah, he just their own. Oh, my goodness. What are you guys <laughs> doing? I like to... Pr- Okay. Wow. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, that's not this kind of podcast. No. Personally, I uh, I'm a wrist, wrist, forearm, wrist, wrist, forearm kind of guy. <laughs> we got a parental advisory this podcast. Okay. Oh my so God. best beer along that line is from Left Hand Brewery. Oh, oh wow! You're still going. And yeah, it's Left Hand. Are you? The, no, there, there is a there, brewery there's called a brewery Left called Left Hand. And the beer is called Stranger. Wow. Because it's left hand. <laughs> wow, I'd never caught that. That I beer's always, always like I always thought a stranger was when you sat on the opposite hand that you traditionally with go with until it gets numb and then you go to town. That's what I was just told. <laughs> wow! <laughs> what a stranger was, but Oh my word, dude. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Best guest of all time. Thanks, I guess Rich. So, man. Forty-six minutes in, he finally comes out. With, he finally comes out with the funny shit. Well, I mean, you have to remember it takes a, a little while for that stuff to the warm beer, up. The beer kicked in. Yeah, the beer kicked in. All right, so we taste orange. I guess definitely since everything rhymes with an orange. And the origin of this beer was actually they do. Rough Deal does what's called the adapt. What they do is the adaptation series. So right now they're on adaptation thirteen. So what they do is they release these beers under an umbrella, and then if depending on how people like the beer, they'll come out and release it as its own brand. So this was actually adaptation number two, out of now thirteen. Two of thirteen, huh? I'm sorry. Well, we probably should take a picture. We should take a picture. But I can't. That way there's a picture of actual beer in the, the glass. You're Facebook driving something. I'm not Facebook. Instagram. Yeah, thank God it's not Facebook. Instagram. Who, who uses Facebook these days, man? Oh, plenty. It's, it's like still the rude. massive it's biggest rude platform. It's to go on there and do it. I don't know. Definitely. All right, so. I personally hate Facebook, but that's just me. It is what it is. Hey, Rich, so if somebody wants to ask you a question 
revolving around uh, insurance. Sure. Is that something that they can do? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we traditionally like to hand out our, um, you know, our Instagram, our Facebook handle. Like, uh, how does somebody get in touch with you? Um, they can uh, email me. Um, I'll after we're done recording, I'll give you guys my email, and you can drop it down into the, the comments or. Um, Facebook is, I think, just Rich Gamby. Last name was spelled G-A-M-B-E. Cool. But if you're in Tulsa and you need insurance, holler at me, boy. What? Whoop. <laughs> Definitely. What about in Oklahoma? Do they have to just be in Tulsa? I'm only licensed in the state of Oklahoma. Well, I know that's what I was saying. But so I can if they're give, in Oklahoma. Yeah. But I can basically steer someone into the right direction. Yeah. Regardless. Okay, cool. The laws don't change too, too much. All right, so this is a point in our podcast where uh, we rate the beer. Yep. And then... One sip. Everyone knows the rules. You know, like uh, Barstool, they do the pizza review. Enlighten us. You, dude, you don't know about Barstool? Bro. Bro. Dude, you need... Oh, We're detailers. We don't get that much. You're going to get an education, my man. So there's this dude. He's uh, from Boston. Lives in Manhattan, goes to every pizza restaurant until his thing is, I try them all until I try them all. So it doesn't matter where it is, he's going to do a pizza review. So his thing is one bite, everyone knows the rule, and everyone knows the rules, and he takes like six or seven bites. And now it's just like to the point where he says it, but I don't, I don't get it. But man, I still don't follow you. Okay, hold on. I'm going to play one for you real quick. Just a no, little, we don't have time. Quick snippet. Um, okay, it's not loading, so that's fine. We don't have time. But nonetheless, check it out. Barstool Sports, pizza review. Um, hey, man, one bite at a time. Basically, you know. take a drink and then you what? You take a drink and then you score one through ten. One through five is the way we go. Okay, one through five. That's fine. So. One through five. Okay, my humble opinion. Everything rhymes with orange. Mm. Humble opinion. I'm, I'm going to give it a f- 4.25 bottle cap. 4.25 What's the bottle, bottle cap? cap. It's same rating. Four point two five. That's what I give it. There's no bottle cap on it, bro. Bottle cap is like. Do, it's a do you not untap? Like put, put the. How how do you brew and drink beer and not untap? We, we even ABV have. ABV yeah, we have. This is not. This becomes a we. We have an untapped. Do we? Pints and polishing podcast account. No, we do. I need that. But <clears> man, it's yeah, too much work. Yeah, and see, the last time I drank this, I rated it a four point two five. Interesting. So. I wasn't even looking at it. I just pulled it up right now. Right. Sure, yeah, Rich. We, we believe you. Yeah, that's fine. You believe <laughs> <I want>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, All right, so 4.25? 4.25 is what I give it. 4.25. All right. Mr. Mr. Patterson. Patterson. I need to see that. Jeez. IPs are so hard to rate. Like, they're in their own category, aren't they? Well, that's why they're IPAs. Mm-hmm. But they all taste the same. Almost. I'm going to go with the 2.45. Wow. You went specific. Yeah, I did. You went super low. Uh, I'm going to go... I actually... I would drink this. I would, I, would, I would buy this and drink it. It's crushable, especially when you're in the light. I don't know that I would say crushable. <laughs> I don't know that I would go there. But... Rookies, all of them. Definitely. These two boys are rookies. But is this a fireside fall beer? No. See, my rating would have been higher if it was an appropriate season for it, right? 
Yeah, this is going to be a spring and a summer beer, not so much fall. For you, but in the spring and summer, we're going fruit, we're going soft, we're going light. This is almost towards my fall type beer. Sure. I like pumpkins and I like things a little bit a little bit heavier. I would say this I would drink this in the fall. Actually. Will you so drink it again the next sixty days? I'm gonna give it a three five. Oh that's that's a good score. Mm-hmm. What what do you think about uh the spindle tap, the guest beer? Oh man, that was so many years ago. That was a lot of beers ago. Diamonds in your mouth, Marty, what do you rate it? Mm, I like things in my mouth. We know. You sure do. Sometimes two times at the mm-hmm. same time. Wow. This wow. Yes. Wow, that went there. It is <laughs> what it is, man. I don't hate the player at the game, my man. Yeah. Uh, totally agree. Check it out. I don't remember. I thought it was okay. It was a lot of flavor. It was flavor. It had some flavor to it. Mm-hmm. I gave it a, there's a, there's a, a 4.5 more hop. from the first time I rated it. There's a little bit more hop than this one, I think. Wasn't it? And maybe I like this one because it's cold. I don't know. I don't know. Pop another one open. We don't have, we don't have another one. I only had one. There's only one. All right. So it's about time to tab out. Cheers. Uh, the guest gets the question of the day. Sure. Oh, nice. um, you can ask it to detailers. You can ask it to us. You oh, I get to ask you guys a question. You get to ask the question. It's the tab out question. We have tipsy. tipsy. It's a free game. It's like you've been at the bar and it's like you're tapping out and there's somebody you've been drinking with and it's like hey man like you go for it what's your question all right you got to marry one you got to bury one marry bury so oh, this is a legit so this is a legit game you've played before yes all right so instead of doing marry bury kill is that gonna work we'll no it's not gonna, gonna work, work. Jade, it's not gonna gonna work. work. <laughs> okay so you have to, to stack beer cans here you have to sleep with one you have to marry one you have to kill one um, okay, we'll that's do, too many. Oh, that's we'll too many. Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, Taylor Swift. I don't know what. Hold on. Now, say it slower again. All right, you have to marry one. You have to fornicate with one. You have to kill one. Taylor Swift, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj. Marty, I'm going to answer this. You answer it. That's fine. I'm not married. I can answer that. That's great. Good. You had to kill one, sleep with one. Nicki... She's gone. Cardi B. Yeah, we're we're hitting it. <laughs> and that leaves uh, Taylor Swift. At least Taylor Swift for the uh, for the, the for the, the win. The second uh, the second, second divorcee for Marshall Lewis Hill. <laughs> yeah. My future well, ex-wife. Nice. Second ex-wife would hey, be well, uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, I I hope to God this doesn't get podcasted or uh, transcribed, so that way uh, Google doesn't find out that uh, we talked about Taylor Swift in such a manner. I, I think it's uh, I think it's the first one that I knocked off that we don't need to talk about. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, dude, the horse is a little bit okay versus Nicki Minaj. Versus like she'll, she'll hit you with the, like one of the still. I think you're talking about Cardi B then at mm-hmm. that point because Nicki Minaj is not straight good. She puts on a nice. I oh, get it, but I oh, mean, Kurt, Nicki Minaj, Cardi, Cardi B, B. Like, I can't Cardi B on one night, like oh, Cardi B. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm defending yeah. Cardi B. Nicki Minaj is like the fake. Cardi B is like real. Nicki Minaj is kind of like, yeah. That's why I wasn't gonna knock her off either, because like yeah. I would have been knocked off like an hour later. Oh like, God, you're gone, right? Mm-hmm. But if I just have a nice moment for like. 
32 seconds. You wouldn't like even... Like, two pump chuck. Dude, oh, God. 32 you seconds, you wouldn't even... Dude, I'd I make it 32 seconds. You 33 is pushing it. 32, I'm good. Dealing around. Okay, we're not going to go any further with this. I'm totally good on 32 seconds. Dude, I'm tanked. I'm All right. Hey, Rich, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for coming on the yeah, Pints dude, and Polishing Podcast. And, uh, hey, Red Beer has chimed in. Why? Marriage with Nikki, banging Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> And he's shooting Taylor. Yes! He's not knocking her off. He's shooting her. Oh, I love him. Yeah. Thanks, Redbeard. Hey, this is Marty Total Auto Solutions. Get a find great us day. on Instagram at Total Auto Solutions. You can find that guy over there, DJ Patterson, at DJ Patterson on Instagram. By the way, Marty, we have four minutes to talk about the event in SEMA in two weeks, so go ahead. I thought you already did. We did. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You want me to talk about it again? Absolutely. Nobody wants to hear it dude, again this they, episode. Dude, who I will not want free beer for freaking two hours? Um, well, better go I, to SEMA. I, like, come had, on, I think Rich does. I just had free beer for an hour. So you bought the beer. Rich, would you come no, to I'd SEMA? No, I traded for that. And drink free beer for two hours? Dude, I would go to... For the record, DJ and I have talked about having a, a bros trip to Vegas for a night. We would fly in... Gamble, do whatever. Not have it. He's publicizing this. A, you realize your your talk is not, not have, public, dude. That our wives already know because, <laughs> because because this trip has not happened. Our wives already know about this. That's so we why would they fl- haven't happened because they know about it. There you go. <laughs> so we would fly in for the night or something like that. Like and then you we, say you've hung out with DJ. Oh, I've, but he's not like DJ. Fly in for one night. I've never. I don't know Vegas DJ. I just know Tulsa Tulsa DJ. Tulsa DJ is the same as Vegas DJ. Yeah, it's just exact. It's more conservative. More conservative than Vegas. I no. just mean if he's gonna go out there, he's gonna want to invest a little bit more time. Sure. Than so one we would one night. We would save the money on a hotel. So let's say we yeah. fly in Friday oh, night. So- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. No, you are completely one hundred percent correct. Yes. He will stay up all night all so night. that he doesn't go to a hotel. So right. And he will save his That's money off the hotel. At. So okay, would, I got it. He would save the money from he the hotel. He might even stay two nights that's, and still not stay at a hotel. So that's exactly what we were going to do. We were going to fly in like Friday evening. Absolutely, one hundred percent. We correct. would carry our backpacks or whatever change of clothes we would have. And then we would go do whatever we would do. Sunday morning, we would take the early flight back to T-Town. Nice. And you never have to spend money on on a hotel, and you just worked it all day. All day. And, like... That is making it... That's making it a great day. That's making it a great day. All right. That's making it a great day. Thanks, guys.